0: From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. This is a place where we go to the bookshelf and take a book at random and shake it and see what falls out as we consider picture postcards and explore what it is that causes us to keep hold of these precious cardboard rectangles. I'm Tom Jackson. I'm delighted to say that my guests today are novelist Ruth Thomas and cartoonist Jeremy Banks. Jeremy and Ruth, welcome to Podcast from the Past.
2: Thank Thank you you very much.
0: Hello. Now, Ruth Thomas is a novelist and short story writer. Her latest novel, The Snow and the Works on the Northern Line, is a South London story of museums and archaeology and paleontology and making sense of and valuing the stuff that we dig up in our lives. And Ruth comes to us today bearing, this is an unusual postmark, it looks to me like La Plata. Can, Can that be right? Yes, that's right, yes,
3: La Plata in Argentina.
0: So why is that on you?
3: Well, um, it's somewhere I went in my early 20s with my um, then-boyfriend, now-husband. He was doing some research um, at the university in La Plata. Wow. Um, And I went to... um, Well, I I didn't really have much of an aim. (laughs) I just sort of went... Went along for the ride. (laughs) Exactly, yes. Um, With kind of clutching a sort of vague qualification in English literature and a kind of ambition to perhaps teach... Um, English as a foreign language although I hadn't actually done a TEFL training course or anything but I hoped I would be useful so I did actually find a job at um, an institute of English there in La Plata where I taught um, literature and language to um, well pre-university age students um, and I suppose La Plata is there as a kind of postmark for me because um, it's the first time i been anywhere really abroad, like, you know, a long way away. (laughs) The only other places i have been to before were in Europe, and this was kind of 13 hours away on a plane. Quite. Um, And I felt really quite nervous initially and quite homesick, Um, I suppose because of my age, and I just hadn't experienced that kind of journey or or distance from home before. Um, But the longer I spent there... The more I loved it, um, and it sort of defied quite a few expectations um, I'd had because we went not that long after um, the Falklands War, and right. I, well, a few years after, but you know, it was still very f- fresh in the memory for people over there. And I wonder what kind of reception we'd receive. Um, I think the main one was utter bafflement um, about Thatcher. <laughs> Right. And um, people asking me a lot of questions um yes. about who she was, but the main feeling I got from from people there was sheer friendliness and curiosity um and there was a very Italian feel to the place right a uh, very um a lot of people who had gone to Argentina at the end of the nineteenth century um and you know subsequent generations had been born there, but there was a really Italian quality to the place which I hadn't expected, so Lots of pasta and red wine and general ebullience. Um,
0: Sounds pretty good. I just
3: loved it. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. So and you dived into that lifestyle? Yeah, very much, yes. And we were living um, in a tower block. It was a, a 13th floor apartment we were staying in, which was, again, quite a departure for me because I'd always lived fairly near the ground before. <laughs> so <laughs> it was um, so many things that were different and exciting. Um, and I'd love to go back there sometime. I've never been back, but it'd be great to.
0: Very good. Well, I'm not surprised that stuck with you. So, uh, Ruth, do you still send postcards?
3: I do try to. Um, yes, when we go on holiday, I normally send one or two postcards dutifully to kind of, you know, more elderly family members, I suppose. I, I tend to kind of send them to older older people rather than young ones because I text my younger friends. Um, yes, but people who maybe aren't haven't grown up with with texts. Like I tend to send postcards, but they're fairly basic. I don't write very much on them, but I try to.
0: Very good. Like well, you don't. You don't. You don't need. It doesn't have to be a short story, does it? It's just a postcard, so no. No, it's yeah. the thought that counts.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very good. Very good. We'll, we'll be seeing some postcards of yours in a minute. Um, now, um, award-winning cartoonist Jeremy Banks. Um, B-A-N-X. That, Banks, is how you'll know him. Um, he's been a freelance cartoonist since 1980. And you probably know his work from the FT best. Um, he's been their pocket cartoonist since 1989. That's a lot of news stories he's been reflecting and, and, and giving his his uh, different opinions on. Um, but you've seen his work in, in other newspapers and magazines um, internationally, I'm sure. And Jeremy, you come to us today with... An FY1 postmark, what's that?
2: That's Blackpool. Well, the reason for that is my, my father came from Blackpool. Oh. And so my, some of my earliest memories are going up there. And um, he hated the place. I mean, <laughs> he, he just wanted to get out. I mean, he, um, right. which he did. We, we ended up, with, via Liverpool, he sort of ran away to join the theatre oh, and right. ended up um, in the end in London. Uh, where he met my mother at the Sadler's Wells Theatre. Really? And because uh, she was a dancer, so he was a stagehand. Uh, oh. No, sorry, um, a stage manager um, for the for, for operas and stuff. Uh, and then he became a builder after that. That's another story. Um, and so, uh, yes, yeah, so he'd kind of escaped from Blackpool, but there was family up in Blackpool, and so he used to go there quite often. And um, as I say, he hated it. So he used to. He used to take me there to show me how awful it was. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great, because then I got a really good look at everything.
0: Yeah, how dreadful. How dreadful yeah. these chips are.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I must show you this. This is awful. <laughs> and, oh, look at this. This is awful. And, um, so I've always really loved it, and it, well, I, I, it always kind of had um, an impact on me. Uh, I think was Paul's, there quite recently. Um, it it is
0: one of those places where the, I think it must feel very different being an outsider, being a visitor, and being a resident. Because... It, so much of it is, is show for visitors and, and yeah. it, it's aimed at them it's, it, it's you know not, it's not true of every town, I think someone like Blackpool because it's got a backstage and a front stage kind yeah. of thing going on
2: well, It's very it's very much like a kind of a wild west town where you have the sort of all the buildings have the sort of that facade of looking like something, you know like the saloon yeah. has this big kind of, sort of almost neoclassical kind of thing going on when you look behind you you'd realise well, it's just a shed, you know um, and Blackpool's very much like that, I mean the the um i mean no one actually not many people actually live in blackpool as such they sort of live in areas sort of just behind it and right. um because blackpool's given over to, to mammon you know to 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 the, to, to the, the tourists um mm. and um so i mean he lived a little bit up the way in um, martin um and um uh, uh and that's what most people do it's sort of the the, the 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 pleasure beach and all that it's sort of like the the margarine spread on on the bread you know it's only a thin layer um and um so um but i have always loved it i and i and I've, I've never lived there or anything i mean my and and the relatives um they'd all gone by the 70s um uh, in fact my father had as well um uh, so i i didn't go there for years but i do i have been going back on and off for, and I was there quite recently, well, a couple of weeks ago, in fact, because I, I discovered family I didn't know I had through my mother's side, and I didn't understand that they lived in Blackpool, so I kind of made a reconnection there. Oh, that's but quite nice. But it's always had a kind of um, an effect on me. And so it's it's very strange. If I go there, I kind of feel as if I'm part of it. Right. Uh, but I'm really not, you know. <laughs> I've probably only been there about, I don't know, 20 times. I don't know, right. over over a period of... How many years, you know? Uh, but so some places surprising. can do that to you, I think. Yeah. Kind yes. Of a yes.
3: Pull towards somewhere. Yeah. Very
2: much so. Very very much so. Yeah yeah yeah. It is it is a very strange thing to to, to have that. Um, so I you know, think I, you're I, me- I, you're meant to say
0: that you feel like that about Venice. I think isn't that the idea? It's not meant <laughs> to be blackpool. You've got you've got it quite wrong.
2: Well, strangely enough, str- actually, strangely you say that because I do actually feel that a little bit about Italy because my father ended up in Rome at the end of the war he was a soldier during the war he was he was quite a bit uh, an older father when he had me and um uh, so most of my friends their their fathers were children during the war my father actually had been a soldier and he'd ended up being demobbed in rome and spent sort of six months and he actually adored rome and in, and in fact it was sort of the war got him out of blackpool or got him out of this country and mm-hmm. uh, got him out of the provinces and sort of um that was a big influence on him and i and I, do, and I do exactly have that in a strange kind of way, have this sort of strange affinity. And, I, and I've lived, I've, well, I've never lived in Rome. I've spent even less time in Rome than I have in Blackpool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I think these things are, are very powerful. Yeah, very yeah nice.
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. And, Jeremy, when did you last send a postcard?
2: Well, when you were talking to Ruth, I was trying to think, I know this is going to come to me. I mean, it's a long, long time. I, I haven't sent a, a postcard on holiday for, um, I mean, years and years and years because, you know, I, I would text or email or, or Instagram, or, or there's all these different or WhatsApps and stuff. So um, uh, I, I tend, I ha I, I would, I would, uh, I, I tend to do thank you notes for, for people on the backs of postcards of paintings. Yes. So that's mm. that's the kind of thing that works. I, I, that counts. Yeah, I haven't done that for a while because I haven't actually had any. I't been anywhere to thank anyone for <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're living uh, in a world
2: without gratitude right now yes yes i <laughs> yeah, um so I quite like to do that, you know, I have some sort of painting yeah. uh, uh, postcards of paintings from various art galleries. if I'm in a gallery, I'll, I'll buy a few extra just to be able to.
0: it gives you an give excuse to people. buy them, doesn't it, if you know you're going to use mm. them as thank you so yeah, exactly exactly to feel bad yes, about I,
3: it. I do that as well actually postcards mm. as as thank you or greeting cards, mm. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, or gre- actually, all greetings cards. Even if I yeah. if I haven't got any proper greetings cards, they're, they're often nicer than uh, than greetings cards. Yeah, but I actually, send mm. birthday cards. That's oh right, it. yeah, yeah, that can work. Mm. Yeah, but actually, sending a postcard on holiday. I'd forgotten even, such a thing even existed until you until you mentioned it just now. Um, I'm, I, it's one of those things. You I'm just sorry don't to revive do, you know? those those bad <laughs> memories. <laughs> well, it's a bit like using the landline. You know, when was the last time I phoned anybody on the landline? You know? yes.
0: the, no, the landline yeah. is just designed so people ring you up and try and steal your money. Yeah. Now, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, I did used to try and encourage my children when they were little to send postcards and I know that they hated it they hated me <laughs> <laughs> making them send a card to somebody it was usually at the very end of the holiday just kind of one line
2: <laughs> and w- when was that Ruth how long ago was that that you did that the um, last time?
3: well well they're sort of pretty much I mean my youngest is 15 now so I mean mm. I wouldn't wouldn't dream of suggesting he sent a card <laughs> now but yeah about a decade ago I might have yeah
2: sure have suggested
3: okay. it yes yeah
2: <laughs> very good
0: well, look, before we see and hear the cards um, that Jeremy and Ruth have brought along, uh, I'll give you a quick card of mine. So this is um, a postcard from the past card, like I do on Twitter and my book. Um, so it's an old card, um, not not one that I've received or sent, just one I've plucked from obscurity, um, and a bit of the message from the back. So this is a, an amazing card, actually. It's uh, Lake Lugano. Um, it's, it's, it's a very dreamy image. I think it is a photograph, but it looks like a painting, I don't know if you can see that, um, Ruth and Jeremy. It's got a sort of deckle edge. Mm. Maybe it doesn't on the scan I've given you. We're we're, we're dealing remotely on this mm. show, so the cards aren't in front of us. But um, yeah, it's the first card. It's got a sort of uh, uh, a colonnade, I suppose, sort of arcade mm. with mm. Um, almost sort of Moorish columns and, and arches, and then across it a, mm. a, a, a rock in a lake, and it's it's very dreamy. It looks like. Um, mm. It has a sort of dream atmosphere, a bit like a... Is he called De Chirico? A painter like that or something? Mm. Anyway, some mm. kind of surrealist painter. It's from 1958, and um, I, I rather like the detail on it. This was sent to Coventry, but obviously didn't get to the dress in Coventry because it's been crossed out, and an address in Aberystwyth has been written on it. So I don't know if mm. Mr and Mrs Peach were in the process of moving house when this was sent to them... Um, but anyway, it, it, I think it caught up with them. Whether they tried to escape or not, the card arrived. And this is sent by someone called, I think, Neil. It's slightly hard handwriting to read. Um, and it says, Sorry to be such a poor correspondent, but you know the sort of life we lead. i <laughs> uh, that, 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 that I'll, I'll leave that hanging. I don't quite know what that means. <laughs> Are enjoying a stay here. But there is some tension between those members who like the tripper's haunts and bric-a-brac bazaars (laughs) and those who like the unsophisticated villages reached by forest paths. So... This wasn't intriguing. a dilemma I was aware of on holiday, <laughs> but, but apparently we, I mean, it must have been the coach party, perhaps. That's specific. It? Yeah. So, but you I get it. There's the people who want to see all the sort of tat, and the people who want to go off into the woods. I mean, I'm with the tat mm. really, but I, I don't know. But what, which side of the argument are you on?
3: Oh, tat definitely. Yeah.
2: Well, I did. Ju- I did just mention that I love Blackpool, so yeah. i think thinking you know, what the answer's going to be to that. I,
0: I get them. Yeah. I'll see you on see you on the pier. Um, I'll do do another quick one this is is, uh, the other end of the world this is the Lanes in Brighton Um, and it's an odd card it's sort of two images set in a kind of rather funereal black frame Um, the Lanes in Brighton are are lovely old fashioned little shopping Mm -hmm. in this they look like the most deadly boring streets they're very uncharming Mm. Um it's not no they're not great photographs. And there's sort of two sort of slightly oikish looking lads in the foreground or they might be a bit threatening. It's not this doesn't sell it to me.
2: Have, having it, the two images next to each other seems to magnify the dullness somehow, doesn't it?
0: It's like a stereogram that doesn't work. Yes. You know,
2: like, yes. <laughs> stereograph.
0: Stereograph. Like, yeah. It looks like it's three <laughs> D but but going nowhere. Yeah. Um and it's a a little cafe, Clouds Cafe. They got their sign in anyway. Anyway, this one was sent in 1989. So a lot later. Um, and it was sent to Miss, Mrs Hughes in, in Sittingbourne in Kent. Um, oh, and it's just a little bit of a, a sort of slice of life. And it's sent to Gladys, I sent from Gladys. And Gladys says, Having a nice time, no rain, been out most day, went to a Hungarian circus... ..on Wednesday night. The next night, the Motorbike Act had a fall. Glad we were not at it that night. (laughs) Uh, We're going over to Auntie for a day on Tuesday... ..on Thursday. It's a must. So, um, I I looked it up uh, on Google and I couldn't see a Hungarian circus that was in... uh, ..in in Brighton on this date, but... um, anyway she 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 was pleased that she missed the uh the fall off the motorbike, but I'm not sure it isn't a bit of a a, a sort of isn't that a sort of an urban myth that you hear about when circuses or you should have been here last night something awful happened or
2: well I was going to say how did she know that there'd been the accident if she wasn't there i mean were people gossiping about this or, well maybe or...
0: she read the Argus the next day and saw well, it was, Yeah. yeah. Or...
2: some kind of yeah,
0: maybe it was a big maybe a horrible accident yeah I mean might yeah. yeah. imagine to it was speech. quite yeah well, not and just what a slight think she was
3: saying it's a must. was that going to see her auntie?
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah. a slightly sarcastic uh, sort of it, she it, to be honest, the spelling and the, the grammar is very poor on this, and i've I've tried to smooth it, so it's a little bit hard to know what's going on there, but I think she's saying it's a must um, mm. but it's quite, I mean it's a good way of saying it's an obligation, you know, and it is yeah. if you're in town and your auntie lives in that town, what are you going to do? You know, this kind going of going, going up to see relatives
2: in, in,
0: in Blackpool, Jeremy. Mm. Do you sneak up to Blackpool? No, you've got to go and see them.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm quite happy to do it. I mean, I am. A, it's not a, a, a chore. I mean, I stay with them, in fact. So, oh, well, there you go. It's worth your while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sneaking involved. <laughs>
0: Very good. Well, I should remind you at home... Um, Images of all the cards we're discussing today are on the blog postcardfromthepast.co.uk. So you can see the images. You can see that we're not making it up. And you can make your own minds up about the um, the grim pictures of the lanes in Brighton. Now, um, Ruth and Jeremy have done their homework. They've dug out some cards for us to discuss today. Um, Ruth, let's, let's start with you. And I think the first card we're going to look at is... It looks like a domestic interior. What, what, what's this card?
3: It is, yes, it is a domestic interior. Um, and it's actually from the Geoffrey Museum um, ah. in Shoreditch, in London. As,
0: as was, it's changed its name, hasn't it?
3: Yes, it's now called the Museum of the Home. Um, I think it changed its name fairly recently, as far as I know. Mm. Um, and I've chosen it for sort of various reasons, really, partly because of the picture, or mainly because of the picture, but also because. I particularly love the Jeffrey Museum or the Museum of the Home. Um, I've been there a few times, and it's basically an old. It's a former arms houses, um, and each sort of room has been turned into um, a room across history. I think from the sixteen hundreds through to the present day. Um, so you can kind of walk through time, really, through these rooms and look at the way they would have been decorated at that particular time. Um, and this one really um it drew my attention partly because it reminded me of um the living room of the house i grew up in when i was a child in the 70s very,
0: very chic
3: <laughs> well it, yeah i mean my my dad was a, a designer and um an ah. uh, artist and i think he liked he liked the latest you know chic right. design um although we had actually moved um, we lived in a in a small village in Kent, and um, we've moved from a very nice, nicely done-up kind of Edwardian villa um, in the middle of the village um, to this, well, basically a bungalow in the middle of a field, oh. <laughs> on the edge of, on the edge of the village, because he was very keen to have more land. Right. Um, it was sort of. It, it That's the trade-off, I suppose. <laughs> well, yes, I suppose it was. Um, it's the same era as The Good Life. I and mean, The Good Life was on telly at the time. It was kind of, you know, early, mid-70s when I was little. And um, I think he thought, this bungalow with lots of land, will you know, it'll be great and I can have lots of vegetables and fruit and stuff. Um, but the, the downside of it was that there wasn't really enough space in the bungalow, so we ended up um, creating another story on top of it. Um, and for quite a long time... Um, It was a little bit primitive, and we didn't actually, for a little while, have a roof. (laughs) (laughs) While it was being constructed, it was sort of tarpaulin um, over this space that would have been the roof. Um, And I suppose one of my earliest memories, um, I would have been about three at the time, um, is on a very stormy night, one night, shortly after we'd moved in, and the roof was being constructed. Um, It was absolutely pouring with rain, and I remember my dad sort of being... On the roof beams, trying to kind of strap down the top wall in which had come oh. loose and um, my sister and I, for some reason, we were actually sleeping in the living room um, and um, this particular night it was it was all too exciting to, to sleep. I think it was probably about nine at night and yeah, I, I had probably felt vividness. like four in the
0: morning to you but
3: yes, I, it was just very very exciting i, I don 't think it was very exciting for my parents. I think they were having a, a fairly awful time actually but oh. um I remember sitting up in bed with my older sister, um, eating peanuts and watching Scylla Black on television while my dad was trying <laughs> to strap the tarpaulin down on the roof. It's very surreal, but that, that, that's what the um, postcard bought. Young that people,
0: everybody. that's what life was like.
3: I, exactly, yes.
0: <laughs> it was just something
3: to do with the colours as well in this postcard, you know, the very 70s kind of yellows and browns and things. But this is um, a
0: great credit to the museum, because you're saying they've got it absolutely right. Yes,
3: I I think they have. I mean there's a few things that perhaps I don't think my parents would have had that carpet because it's quite it's quite in your face. <laughs> that yeah. Probably
0: probably quite expensive as well it looks because like, they would have been some yes. big designer. Yeah.
3: Is absolutely. this all G
0: Plan stuff is that? I don't I'm I think not an interiors expert. It is,
3: isn't it? Yeah. But the other thing that um that kind of drew my attention was the open-plan staircase, which we had. You know, once we uh-huh. eventually had another story to the to the bungalow, um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a staircase and it was yes. open plan.
0: <laughs> you timed um, it well.
3: Yes, and and thereby hangs another <laughs> another anecdote because um, I must have been about the same kind of age, maybe four or five by then, um, and because we were on the edge of the village, which these days is quite its kind of a commuter belt land really now but then it was quite a lot more rural and there were quite a lot of farm animals in the in the neighbouring fields and so on and I remember there was one occasion when we were all sort of sitting in the kitchen having supper and um, suddenly a sheep came sort of barging up the garden path and head-butted its way into the kitchen oh. and clattered up the open staircase no. um, so that was <laughs> quite so it went that upstairs was quite memorable yeah, it went up the staircase. And oh, amazingly, Lord. it didn't hurt its legs or anything. But I, again, that's a very vivid memory. It um, would was evoked. <laughs> yes.
0: Because <laughs> I, can, I can half um, imagine a sheep finding its way through the front door, though it's a long yeah. way from anywhere I've ever lived. But but upstairs is pushing their luck.
3: Yeah, I know. It did. I, I'm, I'm not lying. <laughs> it definitely went up the staircase. Um, so that was, yeah, that was an unusual event. That um, must be family
0: folklore it. now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you, the
0: day the sheep went upstairs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was just the combination of the open plan and a sheep. But it yeah. was fine. It didn't hurt its legs or anything. So.
0: Good. Good. And you got rid of it in the end. You, you didn't kill it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We 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 herded it. No, we didn't. No, we herded it downstairs. It was it was fine.
2: You didn't guide it into the oven or anything. <laughs> Things so so heartless.
3: <laughs> handy handy supper.
0: Yeah. With those those strange shepherds whistling noises. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come, come by, come by. Oh no, that's for the dog, isn't it? <laughs> yes. So this, so, so the Jeffrey Museum kind of takes spirits you back to some of those early, uh, your early home.
3: It, it does, and it, it also reminds me of my grandmother um, because she loved it there. She lived in Wolverhampton, which wasn't all that far mm-hmm. away, and she used to love visiting the Jeffrey Museum. Um, and she, I mean, she was really into stuff in her house, because she was born in the Victorian era in in 1895. So her flat in Walthamstow was full of kind of Victoriana and um, I suppose 1920s bits and pieces ephemera. So it brings back memories of her as well. We used to call her Pink Hat Nana because she always wore a pink hat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was that a distinction from a different grandmother?
3: Yes, yes, the other one was Grandpa's Nana. Because well, the grandpa was still still around. Oh <laughs> so I see. That so that distinguished how it. we distinguished right. the nanas. It would
0: have been quite sensible just to give her a different coloured hat.
2: <laughs>
0: it would have been but so <laughs> the other
3: one didn't really wear a hat. But That's pink it. Hat That's Nana immaterial. always wore a pink hat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well yes, you,
0: you don't have you don't have any choice of this when you're a child. It just happens, isn't it? It just happens. Yeah. Your family is just yeah. sort of shaped around you. Yeah. Very good, very good. Oh well thank you for taking us to the Jeffrey Museum. And That's um all right. You know, I've have ne- I've been there for an event, but I've never been there to look at the exhibits, and I think I need to do that.
3: It's it's brilliant actually. It's a lovely museum. We we tried to go there a little bit before the pandemic happened actually, but unfortunately it was well, not unfortunately, but it was being refurbished, so we couldn't get yeah. in but we sat in the garden outside which was lovely.
0: I think they've got all kinds um, of building works going on and I think it's supposed to be really improving and you know getting even better so um, yeah, I think I it's it, it
3: all looks very happening now so I'm definitely going to go there again when I can.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Now Jeremy, um mm-hmm. let's move on to you. What's the f- first card on your doormat?
2: Uh mine is a postcard of Lid Airport. Oh. And um where the uh, Bristol Super Freighters, as pictured, would uh, load up with cars and take uh, holidaymakers over the Channel. Uh, this is a it,
0: fantastic card.
2: It's it's a great picture. I mean, I just have such fond memories of this. I mean, I was quite young. So you did uh, this? Yes, yes, yes. That's the, this. I would have bought this postcard in the um, uh, um the departure lounge, uh, right? As such. Um, which you which you can probably see in the fourth picture somewhere on the horizon. The fourth yes. quarter is a bit disappointing. Uh, they're not, they're
0: not obvious. Mm. I should explain to the listener it's a it's a multi view card with well the bottom left is probably the best, isn't it? Because there's a little car going in.
2: Yeah, that's that's but, that's that's, that's the, the the money shot. Yeah,
0: definitely. Top right is the same image really with some people. Yeah. And then top left is just two planes on the well just sitting there. And on the right it was. Just a curve of the runway and a few huts, really.
2: Yeah, I think it, it, the, the first three show the process by which you would load the cars into the plane. I mean, the plane's yeah. nose opened up and they, they you had a ramp that, that they, and, and then someone would drive the car into it. Um, really, they should have had a picture of the, of, of the plane actually taking off, but I think they just... I, 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 maybe they're just <laughs> so thrilled with their airport they wanted you to have a picture of it. I mean, I... I I think, yeah, those little buildings, I mean, it's not that brilliantly printed. Um, The photograph's not brilliantly done. Um, Those buildings sort of on the horizon must be uh, the the admin buildings and and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And you've got some totally unrelated aircraft over to one side. Um, I don't know what they're doing there. Um, But yes, I I have very vivid memories of this because I've been about trying to remember, I mean, I don't know, around six. We we did a couple of times. Uh, we may have done it at times when I uh, before I can even remember but um and where were you flying to uh to Le Touquet. yeah to then go oh. to france um so this would be in the early 60s yes um so well early to mid 60s so I, I i i i must have been about 6 between 6 and 8 maybe 8 being the last time i'm not sure of that um uh, um so, yeah, you would I and then mean, you 'd take about fifteen minutes to fly over, and then you 'd do the whole reverse procedure um, and, and someone would drive you never drove the car in yourself you you would uh, oh right no 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 the, you did 't stay in the
0: car it wasn't oh, like no the no Euro
2: no tunnel. no 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 sorry you, you if you look you can see there 's some windows at the back uh, in the fuselage, and people would climb in at the back there 'll be um like a little um, sort of mobile stair unit. Thing. Yes. You'd, it was very old fashioned plane, I mean, was sort of old fashioned, I mean you can see it's, its propellers and everything, you know. It was um it was all sort of silver metal and pocked, marked with little rivets, you know that that clung everything together. It, it looked like a wartime thing that had been adapted. I'm not sure it wasn't. Um hmm. um so um no, it, it was absolutely magical, you know, because I I, so I was you know I love Thunderbirds and all that kind of things. So it was the nearest <laughs> thing you were going to get to to real life, um, to, to the real life thing. Um, so it was uh, it, you know, absolutely magical uh, memories of doing that. Well, I was, um, I was I
0: was I was amused when 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 I learnt that you were going to talk about this card, and it's, it's I, like, I do like the, the love the decal edge on this card.
2: I do as well mm-hmm. because
0: Very um, much. Yeah. when I was about, I think probably about five years old as well. We went. We went from Lyd Airport to La Touque. Mm. Um, now I don't think they were doing the car thing then. I think we were oh, just right. foot passengers. In, in, so it was. It wasn't this. Um, this sort of great fat aeroplane. It was. It was. An, but I. I remember it with a certain amount of trauma, because I'm fairly confident when climbing up that little mobile staircase you talked about. Mm. Um, my sandal fell off. Mm. And I'm pretty sure when we arrived at La Touquet, I was in trouble because I only had one shoe.
2: Oh, right.
0: So And I don't mm. think we ever found it again.
2: So, so one so, shoe uh, at Lid and one at La Touquet. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's no good. <laughs> and what year was that? Did you do need them in pairs. Oh, that would probably yeah. be
2: about 1969, 70. Right. I'm uh, not sure when they discontinued this service, but... Um...
3: Well, yeah. I, I went to Lyd probably about ten years ago um, on a family holiday. with this Interesting, um, and it's still going. Yeah. Where it was then? I don't know about the airport. I don't think so.
0: Oh, um, you just pop. You, we just... you went to Lid as a place, well. Yeah, and no, we oh, went right, to Lyd as a right. place.
3: We never made yeah. it to the We just sort you, of you
2: just went Lyd. to the departure lounge. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it was it was a base for other bits. Right. I mean, Lid itself is is interesting and quite a nice little place. It's got. A huge church there, which is called the Cathedral of the Marshes, because it's massive, right. in in comparison to the size of the village. Um, I think it was going to be more important, Lid, once, and then became less so over the centuries or something.
0: Heathrow took off. Or...
3: Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
0: So it's on Romney Marsh, isn't it? So it's a part of that whole.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Which, which is all changing again because the power station's closing down at Dungeness, I think.
2: Oh right. Yes. Oh, I didn't... I know know nothing about Lyd, the village itself, this is all news, Uh, uh, very interesting. All I know is the airport. (laughs)
3: Yeah, we we stayed in a, it was a nice little um, cottage, really, um, which was devoted to Doctor Who. Um, We we chose it Mm. because of the boys loving Doctor Who at the time. Um, And there was TARDIS in the back garden, which is exciting. Your joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we couldn't go to the 2K in that, unfortunately, but... (laughs) <laughs> no, but I suspect,
0: I suspect for young boys that may be better than going to the two K. Yeah,
3: no, it was it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic, yeah, fantastic.
0: <laughs> and would that be the most exotic aeroplane you <laughs> on, on your list of exotic aeroplanes? Would that be the most exotic
2: aeroplane you've been on, Jeremy? Oh, definitely. Without a shout. I think all the others were just fairly boring. Um, yeah. um you know, just standard. Yeah, aeroplanes. Absolutely right. Yeah, it, it was interesting because. Um, I managed to, as I say, my father was a soldier during the war. He was in the signals. And uh, I managed to uh, track down his, one of his commanding officers just oh. to find out what he'd been doing. Because I, I didn't really know much about his life because, as I say, he died when I was relatively young. Right. And, um, and uh, it, 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 I can't remember how, but the, the, the subject of, of, um, of, of Lyd Airport cropped up. And um, so this guy was fairly old. You know, he was in his nineties. He was in very good, very good shape. I mean, he he was he was very physically and uh, mentally active. But um, it was quite interesting because when I spoke about the uh, the Bristol Superbreader and loading up the cars and everything, he had a memory of having done that. But he, because his memories had got so old, he he wasn't sure if he was making it up or not. Oh. <laughs> it was really interesting, and I, I would stress absolutely nothing wrong with his mind i mean he was right. very you know mm-hmm. totally on top of everything just but a long time ago mm. but it was just because the mem the memories had been kind of reprocessed so many times that yes. he, he he just kind of lost lost that one a little bit you know mm-hmm. i can relate to that you know i'm yeah. nowhere near the age he was when i met him mm. and so i i actually um i said oh yeah well i've got a postcard of this and so i sent him a scan of this very postcard to show him that he hadn't been making it up wow. that it wasn't uh an yeah. illusion, <laughs> yeah. and he was very pleased to see it. Um, and also,
0: it's such an eccentric thing. It's it, it, it's not like mm. your 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 knowledge of that way of flying had been reinforced by seeing it every day on the news. It's it's it's, oh, it's no, something no. that came and something that went.
2: Yeah, and then was never yeah. seen again. And it and if you describe it, it does sound like a strange thing. Yeah, you know, the nose of the plane opened up, and then you drove into it, and then Phil yeah. yeah. said, "What? I don't it's, think so. I think it's, it's it quite Heath about,
0: Robinson, isn't it?
2: It does seem very strange. You know, I think it took about yeah. three cars, so." you know say a family of four in each one so i don't know it'd be about 12 There's probably capacity for about i'm at 20 people at the back maximum it probably mm-hmm. didn't there may have been some people who didn't use their cars to get over i don't know it was at the time it seemed like a very you know the, the seats were not it, the interior was not plush you know it no. was not um, uh, it, it was it was like a you know it was like a military sort of operation you know yes which made it all the better for me you know <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: it reminds right. me of um, these bubble cars that were in um, La Plata actually a lot um, sort of front-opening little cars which oh. were very round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there was some connection with Messerschmitts actually. I think they well, have
2: there was been a Messerschmitt. Well, there the, the, the was the ones that opened up at the front. I think they were Italian. They, they sort of right. opened up like like washing machines, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah Tiny right. little, low, very yeah. low to the ground. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then, but you had another one which sort of looked like a fighter plane that had its wings and, well, most of its body removed and its wings, and that was a yeah. Messerschmitt. That was I, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone Is at they, school still, had one of those. They yeah. were
3: still all over the place in, in La Plata in the early right. 90s.
0: Really? Oh,
2: really? That's quite late yeah. for those. Yeah, because yeah. I, remember, I, I remember seeing those like in the 60s and 70s, but, uh, mm. yeah. Wow. Oh.
0: How funny, how funny. Mm. Well, very good. Thank you for taking us to. Um, we should correctly say Ferryfield Airport,
2: Lid. Apparently so. Yes, I've always referred to it as Lid Airport. Quite, yeah. mm, no, quite, no Ferryfield. Sorry, yeah. Apologies. I think Ferryfield
0: <laughs> is the. Is, yeah, that's, a that's
3: quaint, isn't it? That's like the
0: dog yeah. breeder's name. That's the official name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. Well, I'll do, I'll do another quick card. I can't. Um, I can't say it's going to take you to the, 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 the depth of memory that uh, Lid did. This is this is a card of. Um, Ibiza, and it's Ibiza in, uh can't see the date, it's all, I think maybe 1980, mm, don't know, don't know, um, it just, it, 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 I, I, bits of it amused me, so I just thought I'd let you see, it's a beach view, um, people lying on the beach with not many clothes on, looks a nice day, lots of big hotels in the background, typical beach holiday. It says, I'm glad you had better weather in Torquay than ours in Cornwall last week. This is um, David and Joan talking to someone in uh, Wiltshire. However, we are more than making up for that now. We're enjoying reading, swimming and sunbathing in regular doses. Tomorrow we go out for the day on a beach party with organised games, etc. Tonight we're going to have an anniversary meal together, a pizza of some kind. Two six-to-eight-inch-long lizards scampered past just now. So it's great <laughs> observational detail. Really good. And then it says, The man nearest the camera in red bathing shorts hires out the pedalo boats. And on the front of the card, in the bottom right, in the foreground, really, is this chap looking at the photographer, and he's a big lad. I mean, he looks a little bit like um, Gérard Depardieu, Um, Perhaps not Depardieu now, and Depardieu when he was just well built, and um, with longish hair, and he's looking at the. And he's obviously the chap who rents out the pedalos. He managed to get himself in the postcard picture. So um, I'm always intrigued to find cards (laughs) where you can identify someone on the front, because they're almost by definition anonymous. So um, it's
3: almost like the, the artist looking out from his own painting isn't it you, know, <laughs> you, dig- you
0: dignify this very much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's mean. the man who does the pedalos <laughs> and uh, and also on the when you when you're on holiday in a resort sones there are often people who are sort of characters that everyone knows oh he's the pedalo man and um you know i suspect this chap was uh, well known around that corner of Ibiza
2: I think he looks like he expects to be recognised as such, yeah. doesn't he? He, yeah. he, he yeah. clearly would think that this was his postcard—a postcard of him with some other people randomly in the background.
0: Yeah. The only thing is, there's not a single pedalo in the picture. You'd think no. he'd have wanted to get them in there, or um, yeah, or maybe not. Maybe you want the pedalos. You're going to have to pay for the pedalos. <laughs>
2: He should have worn some trunks with sort of pedalos for hire or some sort of product placement, shouldn't he? Nowadays,
0: nowadays he'd be a pedalo influencer. He'd have got it all sorted.
1: (laughs) $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
0: You're listening to Podcast from the Past, the postcard podcast. And my guests today are cartoonist Jeremy Banks and novelist Ruth Thomas. Now, here's a surprise. We've received a postcard. And um, this postcard is from... Uh Susan Last of Powys and uh it's a lovely postcard of, of some chapel chapels, chapels, chapels in, in, in Brittany. And uh she says the answer is Holy Island, Lindisfarne, and Gertrude Jekyll. Well, oh. sorry, Susan, that's the wrong answer. Right, uh let's get on with the uh the postcards now, Ruth. What's the second card you've got for us today?
3: Well, this is a card um, that I actually sent when I was um, very small. Ah. Um, I'll describe the card a little bit. It's, Please. It's um, a very kind of sylvan, leafy, fieldy scene of two small horses, ponies, I think. Um, and it's in Galloway. Um on the back of the card, it says it's, it's Galloway. Um, so it's a kind of a very a very attractive field with a sort of stately home thing in the background. Yeah, it's sort of a um, Scottish-looking
0: place at the back, isn't it? You just about to see
3: Yes. And on the back of the card, it's got a very lyrical description of where it uh-huh. is. I'll, I'll read it out. It says, ''Ponies, pools, pool and leaves.'' A delightful autumn picture of morning's heavy shadows and the early frost sparkling on the grass, taken near Galloway, um, which I thought was rather lovely and yes. quite unusually poetic, actually. So that's um, the
0: printed—that's the printed description.
3: Yes, yes, it's Gosh. on the back of the card. Um,
0: They've let themselves uh, <laughs> run away with it. it's Great.
3: Yes, I know. It was all very, all very lyrical and poetic. So was that J. Arthur know, Dixon that,
0: writing? Or?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's oh. anonymous. Um, but it made me think... I think people did do that a little bit, didn't they? Publishers of postcards, maybe, in, at that time. Sometimes, Sometimes you it? would get these funny little... I mean, you, you'd know better than me because you, you look at postcards more,
2: but... Too much. But that does um, sound very poetic. I mean, I'm, not, I'm certainly no expert. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be, that's quite a surprising um, uh, combination of words to, to, to see as, is, as a, a description, it? Yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. It, it always makes and me laugh when they when say... Um, when they, when they when they say on the front sometimes, picturesque Devon, or picturesque... Yes, pick- mm. And you think, well, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah.
3: Exactly. I mean, here they say a delightful autumn picture. You think, well, yes, it is rather delightful, but... Yeah, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, it's in the eye of the printer, evidently. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. But anyway, I, I sort of am more down-to-earth in what I subsequently write, um... I worked out because I wrote this on the second of September nineteen seventy three when I would have recently turned six. Oh. Um, and I'm going to alter names <laughs> just to I think to I think you should. Feeling, I think you should. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um so I, I sent this to um well, he was my best friend and I suppose I suppose there was a sort of childhood romance, very early childhood romance going on. We were very, very fond of each other, and I'm going to call him Ben. Um, and I wrote to Ben, "We are in Scotland now, and I hope you are not bored without me." Love Ruth <laughs> X X X F. <laughs> A lot
1: of four oh. kisses.
3: Um, yes, lovely. Um, yes, and in fact, Ben's sister um, discovered this when she was having a clear out um, recently. And she um she scanned it and emailed it to me because she she said, This just made me smile, you know. <laughs> because um I'd I seemed so direct and so sure that he would be very bored without me being in Kent with him and, and that I was in Galloway and poor thing, you must be terribly bored without me being there. Um and it just sort of made me think how people alter over the years, you know, from being very, very confident when you're six to being perhaps a little bit less confident in relationships when you get older. Um, so it would be an odd thing
0: weird. to write as an adult, wouldn't it? It would be, in fact, it, it would be incredibly would. rude.
3: <laughs> yes, It certainly would, yes. It would, it would be sarcastic.
2: It could only be sarcastic.
3: Well, femme fatale, I suppose, if nothing else.
2: Um, <laughs> it, it's charming from a six-year-old, isn't it? yes it is yes. it is it's charming but but yeah you anyone if you're an adult it'd be a very weird thing to receive it would be
3: a bit worrying definitely. yes, yes. yes.
2: do you remember um, writing
0: it
3: no i don't remember writing it but i do i do remember you know being you know having this lovely friendship for a few years before we realized that we were completely persona non grata and we didn't want to spend any time with each other at all you know by the <laughs> by the time you're about eight or nine you just kind of go your separate ways don't you um well that's what we did anyway um but um we just used to well i suppose we shared an interest in, in sort of being a little bit naughty we used to oh. both want to run away um together we we hatched this kind of grand plan to run away and we had these we i think as far as i remember we literally tied our belongings in scarves <laughs> over <open, laughs> sticks and set off up the road because that's what we thought you did when you, when you ran away. You know, we were probably about five at the time and, um, we were, you know, very swiftly discovered by our mothers about five minutes up the road. Um, Which must so have been that, a relief. That, I think it probably was quite a relief to them, yes.
0: Well, and to um, you, I'd have thought, really? Or were you prepared for the probably. big... Were you, you prepared to go to La Plata?
3: <laughs> well, yes, I must have a bit of a bit of a sense of adventure, I suppose. But I, I don't think I knew of Blufflap's existence at that point. Um, but yeah, no, we, we had some fun. Um, and I suppose it's sort of a little bit like, um, you know, an unlikely relationship between, you know, characters in novels like, you know, or, or books like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet or Troll and Sniff. You know, we were quite unlikely pair, really, but we just sort of hit it off. Um, so that's what the the postcard brought back, you know, that, that friendship. And also, um, the importance of Scotland actually in my life later on, um, because I came up to Scotland when I was, um, 18 to study and never really left apart from, you know, going to Argentina and a few other places here and there. Um, so obviously my early experiences of going up to Scotland with my family as a child, um, Probably were in there somewhere in my decision to, to stay here, really, and to live
0: here. I think mm. it's funny when these cards, things come back to you. I mean, often they come back to you in sort of inevitable, sad circumstances, really, um, you mm. know, when a, when relatives die. But mm. um, there is this sense that your, your message, your thoughts, your personality at that time has been sort of um, caught in amber and it's been mm. handed back to you. And it's not always a you know, it can be a slightly uh um awkward thing to look at. Oh, what did I write there? Or what did I what what silly joke was I making then or Yeah. I suppose yes, you're so young and innocent you can't of... you can't feel bad about how you were when you're six.
3: No, no. But it, it is funny to kind of confront something that you wrote such a long time ago when you were a very, very different person, although I suppose um you know, a version of yourself, obviously, um, but yeah, and also I suppose having children of, of my own now, kind of knowing what a six-year-old, how they behave um, from the point of view of an adult, it, it's quite interesting to see yourself in that in that way too. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, yeah. the thing about a postcard, it's still there. Yeah. You know, there's a yeah. permanence to that thing. No, 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 not that they all survive, but um, if if circumstances are right, they survive. You, you've got to sort of dip them in a bucket of water or set fire to them, other than that, or, or lose yeah.
3: them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does an odd thing with time, doesn't it? Because they're, they're still very kind of... They feel very current, don't they, whatever the message is that's written there. It's like, you know, reading a book. It feels very direct, that kind of message.
0: Yes. I mean, I've I, I, One of my very few observations on these things, really, is, is that even from the beginning when postcards came in, They one reason they were rather sort of frowned upon by polite society is they were far closer to conversation than proper writing, and I think that's Mm. why they often, even old ones. I mean, much older than the one you've shown us today. That the messages leap out at you a bit because they're more like someone chatting to you than when you you open a book and read a diary or something or an autobiography or something that's far more formally written. Um, Yeah, they're very they can they can be. I mean, even from the turn of the twentieth century they can it can sound like someone's chatting on the bus next to you it can sound that immediate mm. which is which yeah, is lovely i find that fascinating
2: and pe- people yeah. don't um uh they, they don't prepare a text for a postcard often they're they're writing them in a bar or something or after yeah. a long day and they don't necessarily think that clearly about or spend a lot of time thinking about what they're going to say and often those are the more interesting things you get a sort of a... A sort of slightly direct line to the subconscious. Yeah. When I'm looking for interesting out, things,
0: right? I, I look at the you know, I look at, a, really a very great many cars and nearly always the interesting line, the line that has some personality or some oddness or something, about it, is two-thirds of the way down the message. Mm. Because they've mm. done the, we went here, we arrived mm. safely, and then they've unlocked something and the interesting mm. bit comes out, the personal bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why that is, yeah. but it's just the way it seems to work. Yeah,
3: yeah quite often that happens with, with a piece of writing. You know, you sort of, um, you know, at beginning of a short story or something, there's quite a lot of preamble, and then you, you actually get to the main point a couple of paragraphs later.
0: Well, and I suspect when you're writing, you, you can then cut out that first bit, because that was you getting yeah. going. On a postcard, yeah. you think, well, it's filled mm. up the space, is not it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah. not mind. They want, to, they want to know that we got here safely and the weather's hot. They want to know that. That's, what, that's the deal.
3: Yeah. Mm. I wonder if um, the language of texting has partly come from the language of postcards, you know, because people often chop out personal pronouns and things, just say, went to wherever. Um, and mm. People have done that in texts, haven't they? I, mean, I don't know if that's still such a thing, but I they think were very so. kind of truncated... Mm. Um, and so emails really I, I
2: know people really. who write really good texts and emails i am still writing letters when I write a text <sighs> i you know I, I put punctuation I know people who write brilliant emails and texts and they sometimes they don't bother with punctuation or they just do it as they come along and they, they're very fresh you know they, they read really well um yeah it's it's, it's a kind a whole, of talent
3: there's an etiquette about punctuation in text now as well isn't there, which I'm not very au fait with because oh, it can I seem want too to end brutal. With something.
2: Yeah, if, yeah you, if you put a full sentence, stop at the end of a stop. sentence, it's meant to yeah. be abusive to certain Aggressive. people, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: <laughs> well, you can yeah, see but why. <laughs> but I think, I think young seats. people... I, I, saw, I, I saw somewhere that young people make allowances for older people because we don't know that. <laughs> of course they do. So they say, oh, they yeah. don't mean to be rude, they just don't understand, you know, yeah. sort of yeah. that I'm of sure
0: of that that's true it. as well, because <laughs> we all... Front, we all yeah. Every conversation works that way, actually. We're all making allowances and, and all the time. Otherwise, it's not a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Ruth, you you talking of sort of correspondences and childhood correspondences, and you would you you talk briefly about a Moomin? Then you you had a sort yeah. of Moomin correspondence, am I right? I did.
3: Yes, yes. I, I wrote to Toby Anson, and she wrote back, um, which was lovely. Um, this was because um, a friend of my parents. Um, well, he used to write for The Guardian, actually. He wrote the Country Life column for a long time in the 70s. And he used to travel a lot. Um, and he went to Finland and discovered... Uh, well, he met Toby Anson while he was out there um, and asked her, because I was such a big fan of the Moomins, I said, is any way you could get a letter to her or, you know, could you let me know what her address is so I can I can write to her? And he... he got it for me. He asked her permission and she said yes and um, so we had a little correspondence um, and she wrote these amazing illustrated letters um, with pictures of troll oh. and oh, wow, her wow. cat and yeah, no, it's quite oh. an honour to have them. Um, mm. She, I know she wrote a lot of letters to her, her young fans. She was quite a prolific letter writer um, but they're really treasured things. I've got um, one of them in a, in a frame on my wall um where she writes happy spring to you which is lovely <laughs> yeah. um how yeah,
2: many so, do you have you say a correspondence so uh, yeah
3: well that's probably slightly it. i think she wrote me three letters and she well, wrote sure. some to my sister as well so um wow. yes yeah. there was some toing and froing, definitely of, yeah. of letters um and they were, they're just beautiful things um mm-hmm. her handwriting is is wonderful and, and wow. um illustrated with beautiful pen and ink drawings. So, yes, I'm very lucky to have those. So considerate that she did it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, she she really spent time on, you know, just being... Well, caring about the people she was writing for. You know, she had a very caring nature, I think.
2: And did you illustrate your letters to her?
3: I did because um I described um a particular toy that was special to me and um mm. and drew a picture of it and she, she said how much she liked the sound of it <laughs> um, yeah
0: that's really fantastic and she never sent you a postcard, did she?
3: No, there were letters in envelopes um I've kept the envelopes as well um, good because they've got lovely stamps on finished stamps and finished postmarks and things um mm. So yes, I opened them very carefully because as soon as they arrived, we knew obviously who they would be from. So yes. we opened the envelopes with a knife, rather than just tearing it. You know, and, um, yeah, yeah. I was a huge fan of her of her writing, and also her her writing for adults. You know, later on, I really enjoy her short stories as well.
0: Very good. Well, that's, that's an enduring enduring piece of correspondence that sort of still has a power for you now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And maybe it pushed you towards your, your career, I don't know.
3: I think it did, actually. I think I think her interest in that kind of combination of comic and sad did influence me um, quite a bit. I love that kind of bittersweet quality in, in writing, um, finding the, the sadness in humour and, and vice versa. And I think a lot of her Moomin stories have that... Um, Partly, I suppose, because she was writing not that long after the Second World War, and there was a lot of sadness. But um, you know, I think she didn't want her writing to be kind of bogged down by that, and she wanted there to be oddness and eccentricity and, and laughter as well in, in what she was doing. Um, so I think I picked up on that quite early on, and just really appreciated that as a, as a young reader. Um, so yeah, she probably has been quite an influence, I think. On, on my writing
0: excellent oh, I'm, I'm, I know
3: I'm, she has been for a lot of writers I know Ali Smith is a big fan of hers as well isn't she she's written various forwards and things for oh, her books
0: oh yes. well very good well and, you know treasure them treasure them yeah do keep, keep putting them on the wall is a good idea I think nice and safe where you can yeah, see them
3: yeah yeah I see it every day when I walk into the house
0: good good right Jeremy what's mm-hmm. the final postcard you've got for us I think this is a well, you 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 must describe this for us. It's a strange image.
2: It is slightly strange. Um, it's uh, I suppose. Well, actually, the image isn't the most important thing of this postcard, but it's still. But it's sort of grown on me over the years. <laughs> um, it's a man. Well, I'm not quite sure. It's a man tending to a donkey. Now, I should say this is from Spain. Um, it's got a fantastic stamp on the back, um, and this would be. So this is from the very early sixties. I'm trying mm-hmm. to see. I can't say very early sixties. So this is in the, the time of um, Franco right? and there's a very kind of dour kind of crucifixion scene on the back here, um, which is clearly supposed to give a message of, of just general misery. Um, so anyway, you've got this, 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 um, this man, this peasant man, uh, sort of on a corner in what must be, a, I presume, a small Spanish village there's no, it doesn't say anything on the back as to what this actually is to help us. Oh, right. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, so, so this donkey is is, is sort of load, loaded up in the in the back with sort of rope or so. I'm not quite sure what it is, to be honest. Um, it's a big donkey, because it's much it taller very, than Or maybe a small man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it is a bit, maybe, yeah. Um, it is but a it big is a donkey. a maybe? Or maybe it's a mule. I, I never thought about it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know my way around these things. Perhaps it's a, a mule. Um He's, he's got some uh, um, bottles, some sort of amphora, look kind of quite old, uh, presumably for mm. containing wine or, or water, I don't know. Maybe they get loaded into the, uh, in, in, onto the, on the donkey. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. Um, it, it, I, I, I sort of presume, it, um, well, maybe it's posed or maybe it's just a kind of snapshot of life. I suspect it's posed. Um, well, donkey the, uh,
0: sensibly is in the shade. Yes. Yeah. Yes, or, or yes. Half in the shade, actually. Yes.
2: Um, it's it's a strange person. So this is from my grandmother. Right. Um She used to go on holiday a lot until she spent all her money, um, and this is a holiday <laughs> in Spain. Easily done. Yes. So she <laughs> she did splash out on 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 fancy holidays. She went on cruises and stuff, and that all had to stop when the money ran out. Um, and. Um, uh, so the background to, to this one, this this one is that I was I was working on um, writing some stories and I and I wanted to incorporate my grandmother, well make them about my grandmother, just sort of have her be the lead character. And um, I and I do collect postcards. I mean I've always collected postcards. If I got books full of them, and I've got a lot of old family postcards, and I thought, well, if I, I'll go through the old postcards because I knew she sent a lot of postcards. <sighs> And uh, and there were all sort of families. And I thought, well, that would give me her voice because I, you know, she died a long, long time ago. Yes, yes. Um, so this would be about ten years, fifteen years ago. I was doing this. I can't remember now. Um, and so I went through her postcards. I, I, I sort of filed them up. Those from her to my mum, and those from her. and and I, most of her postcards are just like really boring. She just had um. She had quite a, quite a, a difficult relationship with my mother. Um, so I had a lot of postcards to my mum. And they are quite, there's, there's nothing really personal in them. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I caught the plane and had a nice meal. And she described the meal in some detail. Mm. And you kind of get the sense that she's just trying to sort of fill up the space <laughs> with neutral stuff. So she doesn't actually have to engage at all. Um, they're, they're quite strange. But then I found this one. And this one is actually to me.
0: Oh.
2: And um, uh, so, well, I, I shall read it to you. Cause it's, it's um uh, it, it says, uh, my, my dear, so I'm, but to bear in mind, I'm very young here. I, I'm, I think I'm probably no older than four, you know, so I'm maybe even younger. Um, so she writes, uh, my dear little JB, that's me, Jeremy Banks. Uh, you, you, it's, the writing's not very good. You see d Dam. d Dam was the name I gave her. Uh, everyone called her d Dam. She, she didn't want to be called granny or grandmother or anything like that. She was... Quite vain and didn't like to be reminded that she was old enough to to, to have a grandchild, <laughs> <laughs> so she kind of. I think dam was my attempt to say grandmother in some uh, strange way. So she, she 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 clutched onto that, and so that's what she became. So uh, she says, "You see, Dam hasn't forgotten you, darling. Um, I came, uh, I I came on a big comet plane. So that's quite cool, a comet. Uh, that dates okay. it as well. Yeah, uh, I came on a big comet plane today." and had a lovely lunch. So she has to mention lunch, yeah. Uh, a lovely lunch on the plane. I looked for you in the, in the garden at Lofting Road. That's where we lived. We lived in North <laughs> London. Lofting. I looked for you in the garden. I used to spend a lot of time in the garden digging up things, so that's a, an interesting mm-hmm. little detail. Uh, I looked for you in the garden at Lofting Road but couldn't see you. Be a good boy while I am away. Uh, lots, lots and lots of love from D-Dam. So, incredibly personal message. Yeah, um, mm-hmm from someone that I haven't seen, I hadn't seen this card for years, you know, so it's it sort of mm. kind of extended beyond the immediate um, uh, necessity of its writing. You know, it sort of ended up, it, for me, it sort of expanded out a bit and it was uh, just a really, really lovely thing to find. And yeah, um, yeah and there, there you have it. So it was, it was just interesting sort of hearing a voice that I hadn't heard for, uh, you know, over 30 years, you know, so it's quite yeah. a powerful thing and uh, a nice, yeah. uh, nice to receive.
0: And that yeah. thing of looking out the plane window to, yeah. s- to try and spot somewhere you know, yes. it's always very difficult, <laughs> and we always do it. And, yeah. and if you can spot, oh, yeah. look, there's two-team Beck Lido. I was like, oh, that's amazing.
2: And, yeah. I'm, and I'm up here. <laughs> I, I would assume that that was a total artifice on her behalf, but quite a, rather a nice one. I I, I don't lovely. think the plane would have flown over North London. Not that I'm, I. It, but I she's know.
0: looking. She's looking. She doesn't mean but
2: she's. It's a nice thing to say, though, isn't it? And I kind yes. of rather yeah. like that. It's it's a know. very
3: kind of grandparenty
2: thing
0: to say, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I was thinking about with these postcards. They're very brief. And the image sort of connects or disconnects from the picture. I was in that case that the image has no connection at all to the words.
2: Really none, yeah. Mm. Apart from the fact she's going to Spain. But she doesn't mention that in the postcard. She assumes I wouldn't know what Spain was. But,
0: but I'm glad yeah. she worked because she could have said, here's a lovely donkey, there are lots of them quite. here. And quite. that's that's yes. a, nothing really for you. Yeah,
2: and it's a very personal message, which is quite unlike most of her, mes- most of her as I say, most of her... Um, her, her, her messages on the back of the postcards were rather functional this is this sort of jumps out of the page at you oh mm. if that's the right word and um yeah this is a uh, so is one of my treasures this this is something i actually keep in my desk drawer and uh, do you mm. yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah
0: and do you have nice do you have several like this from those trips?
2: no that's the only one of like quite like this that i could find I, I i i'm maybe they got lost um i don't know i don't know um the the most of the postcards I have family ones are, are, are pretty functional. We, you know we had a nice time on the beach or we went to this, we went to that we did this and you know they're interesting in their own way um but they're not desperately um, um desperately uh um, 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 personal and, and then of course she stopped actually well of course she then she stopped going abroad anyway right, so mm. that put the mockers on that there were no more Postcards to be sent. I don't think she really went anywhere after that. She didn't sort of travel around the country. It was sort of abroad or nothing at all. Um, That's a good, in a strange attitude. kind of way. Uh, <laughs> at a time when people didn't travel that much, you know, she yeah. she sort of stopped travelling yeah. when everybody else started. Right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I remember nice my school
3: have. friends and I used to send each other postcards in the eighties. It was still a thing, I think, even between young people to sort of send cards, wasn't it? From holidays, mm. well, it was for me yeah, anyway. Yeah. And yeah. Um, quite often, we would put X marks the spot of kind of where we were staying or where we'd <laughs> been, or yes. that seemed to be a, a thing that happened. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, just trying to locate yourself within a within a picture or a scene. Yes,
0: interventions—they call them in the art world. I think it's when you when you uh-huh. scroll something on the front. All
2: right,
0: yeah, but it's a, that's yeah. a nice moment when you do that because sort of the protocol of a postcard is the front is. Uh, mass-produced and the back is personal that's mm. that's the kind of mm. way it works so if you start scrolling yeah. on the front you've you've ruptured that protocol it's yes. like the, the, the message the personality is, has broken through to the front and you're mm. kind of breaking the like rules the fourth wall or something. exactly and that's great mm. I and mean that's that's when okay. it gets interesting well look um thank you both so much for sharing these cards with me and with yeah. listeners and and with each other um well, I, I always you. say the yeah. same thing I never know where the cards will send us. Um, hmm. Another quick reminder, everyone at home, you can see these cards. You'll be able to see um, the ponies in, in the autumn light. You'll be able to see the oversized donkey, which may be a mule. Um, you'll be Quite able to see episode, the, the, man, the man who rents yeah. out the pedalos. They're all on, <laughs> going to be on the blog, um, postcardfromthepast.co.uk. Now, before we let um, Jeremy and Ruth back out into the... Well, I'm afraid it's twilight... Um, I've got one more card for you. I would normally sort of pass this across to you with a quizzical expression, but it's not really going to happen as we're, we're all separated by the digital world. But there's a card, the last card on your sheet. I don't know if you could you could turn to page seven or where it is. And you should see an oversized postcard. I don't know if you can see that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And um, well, um, perhaps you could describe it for us, Jeremy.
2: It's 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 a scene of of the elves um, uh, getting um, um, cakes out of the back. Oh pixies! Sorry, they're called. They pixies. must be pixies, pixies. pixies, isn't it? It's pixies pixieland. It says, it says Pixieland Bakery. So uh, yeah. <laughs> pixieland Bakery special birthday cakes. They're all being unloaded out of the back of this van, and there's names attached. to These John, Jean, Mary, Anne. Some names that rather date it. It looks yes. like a card from the sixties, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of people make, that's uh, where people pixies making cakes and putting icing on cakes and baking them. Uh, and it's said, there's a big sign that says special today, birthday Cakes." And oh, no, so the cakes are being loaded into the back of the van, not out.
0: Of yeah, the they're coming there. out of this pizza mm-hmm. oven, this sort of it, rather yeah, trendy wood-fired yeah. pizza mm-hmm. oven.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and then someone's putting, writing happy birthday in icing. Yeah, very, they're working uh,
0: pretty hard and, and the, yeah. the, the sort of bearded ones are, are sort of supervising I think they do the the, the heavy work yeah. it's like yeah a kind of yeah.
3: birthday version of, of um, santa's little helpers almost isn't
0: it isn't it yeah mm. this is yeah. this is this is pixie bake off i think um, yeah. anyway this, this card is is not just a normal card we're not just looking at it for its we're not just looking at it for its graphic um, attractiveness <laughs> it, this is this is a record it's a, a postcard that you can play on a gramophone um, and if you, can you see it? you Oh, it has got see a, white the hole, and, a white
2: thing in the middle, hasn't there's it? There's
0: a hole for oh, the spindle, really? and a, you might just oh. be able to see the grooves a um, bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can
0: see yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so, th- th- yeah, this is a it says, it's actually company it's called Melody Cards of um, mm. Royal College Street, London, NW1. Um, now, luckily, um, with a bit of preparation, young Tom at Wardour Studios has actually made a digital copy of this on his record player and so if we ask him very nicely he will be able to play for us now what this what the pixies sound like <laughs> Not bad.
2: Oh, they don't sing. <laughs>
0: uh, I Ooh, don't it's... think they're singing pixies.
2: Oh, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I thought it'd be some sort of high-pitched we voices.
0: Tune. M- m- well, the tune is Tom Hark, isn't it? Um, South African song. Right. Oh, right. Remember the Piranhas had a hit with it in the 80s.
2: I must say, it's not what I was expecting you to hear. Yeah, it... No. So it slightly well... rings a bell. Yeah.
0: The... The, 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 the music seems to bear no relation to the picture. No, it's much yeah. better
2: than I was expecting, to be honest.
0: Yes. You, would, you'd think, think it would it be like, like a children's record. Yeah, like sort of yeah. pinky and perky type kind yes. of thing or yes. something. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not bad sound quality for a piece of cardboard. And it is cardboard. It's cardboard with just the normal sort of thin laminate on it. Uh-huh. Wow. But it's a piece of cardboard, yeah.
3: yeah. It would have been played on an ordinary record player.
0: It's a regular record player, yes. Yeah. The only thing is to, you've got to keep it a bit carefully to stop it getting scratched. Yeah. yeah. Um, this 45? one, this one's not been sent through the post. This one. Forty-eight. Forty-five. Yeah. <laughs> well, as the weird pixie hipster bakers <laughs> continue to rotate at exactly forty-five RPM. That's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts. Ruth Thomas and Jeremy Banks, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Bye for now. Postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book Postcard from the Past by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk.